Podcast Help Desk, number 79 for February 12th, 2015. The Podcast Help Desk is where we go deep into the technology of podcasting, help you with the problems you may run into, and when we have a chance, review new gadgets, services, and solutions for podcasters. To keep your podcast running smoothly, it takes some tech. That's what Podcast Help Desk is here for to smooth out the geek speak and put it in more or less plain English. The main audience for this podcast is those who have podcasts and want to tweak the tech to get better sound, a better website, a more reliable feed, or a more streamlined workflow. Also, for podcasting beginners that don't want to make all the mistakes themselves. Here's your host, Mike Dell. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is, of course, Mike and of course, you're listening to Podcast Help Desk, but you probably heard that three times by now in the intro and all of that stuff. And today's going to be mostly news and announcements and a little commentary. But first, I want to wish a happy birthday to Dave Jackson over at the School of Podcasting. Anyway, Dave... Turned uh, 51, I guess. He's making that public. And he also put out episode 500. So it's kind of a birthday for the School of Podcasting as well. Go over and check that out. It's a podcast launch story. Uh, It's very interesting, very funny, and kind of has a Groundhog's Day feel to it. Anyway, I had to play that uh, banjo in the background. By the way, the... uh, Happy Birthday song is now officially in the public domain. Now, that performance of it may not be, but the the song itself. So feel free to sing Happy Birthday without being charged by the RIAA or anybody else. That's been uh, ruled uh, public domain. And I always talk about consulting and stuff and that I do some of that on the side. But uh, I want you to... uh, Instead of calling me, call Dave Jackson uh, over at schoolpodcasting.com. His schedule has freed up somewhat in the last little while, and and I'd love it if you would go over there and if you need any consulting about general podcast topics and things like that, go go give Dave a a try there at schoolpodcasting.com. And, of course, any blueberry-related stuff, please contact me. But uh, otherwise, go check out Dave. So today's going to be mostly news, like I said, and some commentary and some announcements and all that stuff. I don't really have any uh, educational things going on except for maybe uh, some cautionary tales. (laughs) Who knows? But uh, unless you've been under a rock, well, you probably, you might be because, you know, most people don't follow the podcasting business as much as I do and, and many others in the space. But uh, Public Radio came out with podcast measurement guidelines this uh, well, it was last week, uh, I think. I don't remember the exact date, but uh, it kind of stirred up a, a bit of a, a wasp nest uh, over it. Uh, there's some players in the space that uh, weren't particularly happy about it. The IAB, which is the... Uh, Internet Advertising Bureau as a measurement committee 
And they've been working on a document here for the last year or so uh, that was going to come out here pretty soon. It's been delayed for this, that, and the other reason. But that's a whole bunch of the industry players in there setting some sort of standards for podcast metrics. And, you know, why is that important? Well, if you just use your web stats, as we've talked about before, you know, or just your logs, you know, you're going to have, say you have a file that's 20 megabytes and somebody hits play on your website, that should only count as one. But a lot of times in the logs, it'll count as three, four, five, six, depends. You know, if you're using byte serving, it, you know, it counts a hit every time it hits another chunk of that file, you know, while streaming. And, you know, that what that does is if you're selling advertising and you tell your advertiser that, hey, you know, I get uh, 10,000 downloads on this podcast and really it's a thousand. Well, they pay you for the 10,000, you know, what it would be for 10,000 downloads, but yet they only get the results for the 1,000 downloads. And so they think, oh, podcasting sucks. Well, that's that's why we want it to be accurate. And it would be really nice if everybody in the space that's selling advertising against, you know, statistics would be on a similar page. And... You know, a lot of the reaction to the public radio, uh, the public radio uh, guidelines that came out was first, there wasn't hardly any podcasters in there, or at least not podcasters that have been doing this measurement thing for a long time. It was mostly uh, public radio people. And there's a whole list of people in there. And and I got to be honest with you, I haven't heard of very many of them. And I've been around for 11 years. You know, so, you know, these people are either re- relatively new to it. I mean, yeah, they're in radio, but radio is not the same as podcasting. We've, we've already established that. And there are companies that have been in the podcasting world and especially the measurement world for all this time. You know, Blueberry, Lipson, PodTrack, just to name a few. And, you know, they got it down pretty good. And there was a document years and years ago from the... Uh, what was that? The oh, geez, Association of Downloadable Media, I think, come out with a document a long time ago, and that's what a lot of the companies are using as their document right now until the IAB comes out with something. And the other thing that really ticked off a few people, especially, was they're talking about. Uh, well, here's the first. Paragraph, the introduction says, measurement of podcast usage is at best the Wild West. There has been no standard or even informal consensus around how to count downloads, listeners, or time spent listening. Given the attention to the growth of podcasts and on-demand audio in general, inconsistent approaches to podcast measurement have hampered the ability of this medium to reach its full competitive potential as an alternative to broadcast and other sponsorship media with well-defined and widely adopted audience measurement and performance standards. And it goes on and on and on. That's crap. It's 100% crap. Back, uh, you know, I want to say 2008 was the Association of Downloadable Media. And we've been, you know, adhering to, you know, standards ever since. So it's not... uh, 
Oh, geez. I've got series uh, <laughs> talking to me here. Sorry about that. But the the whole thing about it is, you know, the, the, it's not the Wild West. We, we have an industry that does communicate uh, through the IAB. And podcast standards of measurement are way, way, way better than radio and TV ever has been. I mean, think about this. You know, the way TV does it or did it up until just recently, and they're trying to change a little, but the way TV and radio did it is they sent you a book. You know, they sent people a book and a dollar bill, and they said, hey, fill this out, and then they sent another thing. You know, here's another dollar. You know, tell us what you watched and how long and da 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 you know. And they only sent those books out to, you know, half a percent of, of the audience, if that, probably less, in a given market. And then they extrapolate the total number from that book. How is that accurate? My gosh, we can, we can tell when somebody downloaded something. Okay, that doesn't mean that they actually listened to it, but chances are they did. And if they play it live on the page, not streaming, streaming is completely different, but they play it live on a page, you know, we can tell how long they were listening by, you know, what chunks of the file were served during that download. You know, using, you know, any of the three that I mentioned, at least, Lipson, Blueberry, and, and uh, PodTrack, you know, all have, you know, what parts of the file were downloaded. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, some of the technical stuff in here, and, and I won't go into that because, you know, I'm no expert on this, but I do know the expert on this. And, you know, they're f not filtering out bots. They're not filtering out a lot of things that get filtered out for accurate numbers. Uh, CEO of Raw Voice, Todd uh, Cochran, you know, he stated, you know, I don't care what the number is. I just want to know the number and I want to make sure that that number is correct. And that's, you know, what advertisers deserve. They deserve to know if they're paying you for advertising, you know, say for, you know, per thousand downloads, which is one of the methods of advertising, they want to know they're getting their money's worth. You know, there was a, com a company famously uh, back toward the beginning of podcasting who's no longer in business that used to uh, count web hits. And so everybody on their platform would say, oh, I've got 50,000 downloads per episode, when really they had 500. You know, and quickly their advertisers said, well, you know, this podcasting stuff sucks because, you know, I'm only getting the equivalent uh, of, you know, one-tenth of what you said I got, you know, as far as the return on investment. So, you know, it's pretty important if you're going to monetize against downloads that you have the right numbers. You know, who wants to think they've got 20,000 downloads when they really only have 200? You know, I don't want to, you know, even if I'm just doing this for a hobby, I want to know that the number of people that downloaded my podcast is reasonably accurate. You know, it's not perfect. No, you know, nobody's system is absolutely 100% perfect. But it's a heck of a lot better than radio and TV. And, you know, I personally take a little bit of offense, although I'm not invested in this space, really, as far as, you know, I didn't spend any money to, to uh, 
develop the the methodologies and, and all that stuff. But you know, I do care, and I'm a little bit offended that these public radio people and like I said, many of these stations I listen to podcasts that come from them. So it's it's not about what they do in podcasting so much as you know they're, they're dictating to the rest of us. And there's all you know, podcasting is a whole lot bigger than public radio. You know, public radio is getting all the attention, but we've been around for 11 years and there are podcasts out there that have nothing to do with public radio, have nothing to do with these big companies or these big, uh, I don't even know if you want to call them companies, but you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are very, very popular that are not affiliated with public radio in any way, shape or form or even former public radio people. So I think, you know, it was a little presumptuous of them to put that out, but hey, what do I uh, have to, you know, I, I really don't have anything in particular in it, but Raw Voice did put out an official statement and, and I'm just going to read part of it here. While perhaps well-intentioned, the Public Radio Podcast Measurement Guidelines document released February 3rd by the Public Radio Coalition is fraught with measurement shortfalls and inflammatory and an inflammatory statement that threatens to undermine the credibility of podcasting and podcast measurement. Raw Voice and Blueberry takes serious exception to the characterization of podcasting industry in the first line. Measurement of podcast usage is at best the Wild West. And it goes on to say, for the last 11 years, Raw Voice and Blueberry and other leading companies in the podcasting space have worked tirelessly to provide accurate reporting to podcasters and media buyers. The Wild West statement in the document is unwarranted. Raw Voice Blueberry is asking the coalition to retract the language and publicly recognize those who have successfully championed meticulous, rigorous, and precise podcast reporting. And, you know, just goes on telling about... Blueberry, and he has a statement from Angelo, who's pretty much the brains behind Blueberry's podcast statistics and, you know, raw voice, Blueberry, interchangeable in this case. Uh, but uh, what did he say? Okay, I don't have an, a direct quote, but uh, yeah, here we go. The measurement guidelines from public radio at face value look great, but are flawed, said Mandato, who has more than 11 years has overseen the development of podcast measurement services at Blueberry. The public radio guidelines do not address situations where the user agent could, could be spoofed, which is a major concern that we, Blueberry, address early on in 2006 in our podcast measurement system. The public radio guidelines are missing key ingredients to prevent fraud. And you know, remember the uh, Twitter bombing thing? You know, there's, there's, I forget how many filters Angelo said were, were in place just for Twitter to uh, prevent Twitter bombing. And Twitter bombing was a way that people could inflate their statistics using uh, Twitter bots and, and all that stuff. And that's, you know, we want podcast statistics to be uh, correct. We don't want them to be way out there. We don't, you know, and, you know, we want everybody to be on the same page, but we also want it to be the correct page, you know, because if public radio measures one way and, you know, 
the independent podcasters another way and then some other group comes in and does it another way, that's just going to cause chaos in the space. And, you know, so if someone advertises on group A's bunch of podcasts, they may say, well, this podcasting sucks or this podcasting's great. And then they go to buy ads on another platform and it's going to make them look bad. You know, even if it's, they're showing a lot more downloads than necessary. The, the whole thing is, is you don't want to inflate your stats in any way, shape or form. It's not, not ethical. It's not, it's not the way you want to do it. So anyway, enough on that. Uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about how Blueberry does their stats, uh, Angelo and Todd did a, a video where Angelo goes through some of the methodology, you know, it's, it's pretty pointy headed and geeky, but uh, some people like that stuff. There'll be a link on the show notes over at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 79. The next thing I want to talk about is Google Play Music's podcast platform. Google announced its plans to support podcasts in Google Play last October, and now it appears that the feature is ready to launch. A handful of users are reporting they are seeing the new podcast section pop up in their Google Play Music apps, left side navigation menu underneath the section for top charts, new releases, and their music library. So this is over at TechCrunch. I will have a link in the show notes, of course. But uh, rumor has it it's rolling out slowly. It doesn't seem to be a a big launch, and uh, your mileage may vary. But uh, if you have submitted your show to Google for the Google Play Music Podcasts section, it may indeed be ready to uh, to go soon. That'd be great. And something that's not so great is the fact that SoundCloud may have to close soon. This is by uh, Fact Fact Magazine, or factmag.com. That's music news and new music. And SoundCloud is reporting, or not SoundCloud, but a report casts significant doubt on the company's ability to continue as a going concern. And part of it is they lost $44 million. And Music Business Worldwide reports the company's recently published financial report for 2014 reveals that its overheads have increased faster than its revenue in recent years. Uh, Let's see. SoundCloud bought in or brought in $17.35 million. it lost a total of $44.19 million. Employee wages during the period also increased 42.5% to 17.9 million euros, whatever that means in dollars, uh, meaning that the average wage for employee that year totaled 79,980 euros. So that's, I don't know what that is in dollars, but it sounds like a lot of money. So... It doesn't look good for SoundCloud, and the story is over at the show notes, podcasthelpdesk.com slash 79. And, you know, SoundCloud, A, 
for podcasters, SoundCloud isn't really a podcasting platform. Now they do have a podcasting section and they have this very attractive unlimited hosting plan over there. But they also do dirty tricks. They've done a couple of them. Now, one of them that we've ran into lately is that some of the feeds, now I'm not saying all of them, but some of the feeds for podcasts that are hosted on SoundCloud have a SoundCloud email address in the feed. So when you go to claim your show at Blueberry in particular, or if you go to iTunes to make some changes or whatever, you're not going to have access to that email that is in your feed. You know, when you first send it over to iTunes, iTunes registers that email address as the owner of the feed. So that means SoundCloud owns your feed. And there, and we've ran into some other services that way. You know, since Blueberry expanded the directory, we've got a place, you know, got something in place to claim your show. And it's based on that email. And if the emails don't match, we can't verify that you own that show. Well, that happens with some SoundCloud uh some SoundCloud feeds. Now there's probably a setting somewhere in SoundCloud that lets you set that email address, but I don't think it's mandatory. So then they just throw in a generic SoundCloud one and, and then they kind of own it. So that's not a good thing. And, you know, of course we've been picking on SoundCloud for a while. Well, we'll continue to pick on SoundCloud. And uh, if you definitely... If you'd like to move away from SoundCloud, I can help you out with that and give you a free month over at Blueberry.com and get you all moved over and situated. Just uh, feel free to contact me and, uh, of course, use the promo code HELPDESK over at Blueberry.com and that'll get you your free month and we can uh, get everything all squared away with SoundCloud before they pull a plug on it. Hopefully... When that time happens, and I'm not saying if anymore, when that time happens, hopefully enough of you who listen to me and uh, Dave Jackson and Daniel Lewis and, and a lot of the other podcasts about podcasting who've been saying that SoundCloud's probably not the best place to have all your eggs. You know, sure, it's okay to have, you know, a point of presence over there and republish things. I have one podcast that republishes to SoundCloud every time I put it out. That's uh, Geek of the North and don't really see much action over there, but you know, it does go over there. There's nothing wrong with that, but all my eggs aren't in that basket. They're with a proper hosting company. Actually on that one, not Blueberry. And I have full control over that feed. So, or at least I know the guy that does <laughs> put it that way. But that's beside the point. If you're using SoundCloud and you're using SoundCloud's feed and you're using them to host your media and that's all you do, you don't you don't have any other way of controlling that, yeah, you could be in trouble. And only slightly better is to uh, have a WordPress and PowerPress set up and then host your files over at SoundCloud. Just make sure you have a backup of those files because if they go poof, uh, you're going to want to get your uh, files all relinked back up from some other source. So make sure you keep a download or a backup of all your files. So in case that happens, you know, you've been warned. And last but not least, 
there's another way to get on Spotify. Uh, Spotify is a music service, kind of like Pandora. Uh, I'm sure if you're you know in, in the internet at all, you've probably heard of Spotify. Well, Spotify has a limited podcast section, and up until just recently, the only way to get into Spotify was to be a customer of a particular company because they had an exclusive, but no more. Blueberry now has a way for you to get into Spotify. Now, a couple of caveats. Blueberry does not make the decision of whether you go into Spotify or not. That's totally left up to the team over at Spotify. So don't, you know, don't uh, complain at Blueberry if your show does not get picked up by Spotify. That's totally up to them. The only thing Blueberry's doing is making it possible for you to submit your show to them. And it's pretty simple to do. Uh, log into your Blueberry.com account if you have one or create one. Now, if you've already got your show listed over there, you don't need to create one. Just log in and go to the link that I'll have on the show notes and follow the directions there. And that'll submit your show to be considered to be in Spotify. Just like I said, I want to make that clear. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to be in Spotify. Uh, doesn't guarantee anything. It just guarantees that you're going to be considered. So if you And if you don't have your show listed at Blueberry, chances are there is a Blueberry listing over there for your show. If, it's, you know, if you've had it out any length of time, it's probably already there. So go over there and create an account at Blueberry. It's free. And then find your show on the directory. Uh, click on the More Info tab on your show listing over there. That's right under the artwork. And there's a link there to claim your show. And like I said, if you are one of the services that doesn't use your email address in your RSS feed, you're going to have trouble claiming it. But email support over there, uh, you know, use the contact form and usually we can get that straightened out. But that's just, like I said, as I was talking about SoundCloud, that's why it's important to have an email address that you actually have control of in your feed. But go over there and claim your show, and then you can go to that link and, and uh, get submitted to Spotify for consideration to be added to the service. And that's really about it for this week. I, I just wanted to uh, touch on some of the news. It's been a rather busy week on uh, very many fronts in, in my personal and professional life. So uh, I didn't really have a, a chance to get any uh, educational stuff in this podcast, but hopefully going through some of that news was educational in, in and of itself. And as I said at the top of the show, you know I do consulting on the side you can contact me, but uh, I really want you to uh, get a hold of Dave. Let's make him busy because, uh, like I said, his schedule freed up a little bit and uh, he could uh, really help you out. And uh, I, tr I trust most of the advice that Dave gives. In fact, I'd say all of it. Uh, he won't steer you wrong. He might steer you in a different direction, I might, but uh, he won't steer you wrong. So go check that out, schoolofpodcasting.com. And, of course, check me out at podcasthelpdesk.com if you want to support 
the show uh, all along the uh, right sidebar of the website currently. Now that may change in the future. So just look. You'll see uh, links to Amazon. You'll see links to some uh, web hosting. Of course, you see the Blueberry banner uh, over there. If you click that and uh, buy hosting or stats over at Blueberry, and uh, hopefully soon, possibly a website. That'll give you a month free and uh, give me credit for sending you there. And let's see. Oh, and speaking of Amazon, uh, Amazon, uh, for some reason, canceled my affiliate account. So I had to change all my links and start a new account. I don't I don't know what happened. They didn't say. And they said, well, you'll go ahead and reapply. And they did, and they approved me. So I have new links to Amazon, but that's neither here nor there. They're all uh, current on the website. So go check that out. And, of course, uh, everything I mentioned is going to be at podcasthelpdesk.com slash 79. And I'm going to have to start thinking about what I'm going to do for episode 100. I know that's a ways off. It's probably four months off, five months off. <laughs> but uh, I have to start thinking about that. I don't know if I want to make a big deal out of it either. As Dave was saying in his uh, 500 episode that uh, he, he may quit doing that on the on the 100th show anniversaries. Uh, I've only had a few shows go to 100, to be honest with you. So... And I really didn't uh, didn't do anything big for those, but uh, I might for this one because this is, this seems to be the most consistent show that I've I've been doing over the years. And it might be fun. Of course, uh, Mike Dell's world's up to two forty something, and uh, I've had a couple of dailies that uh, you know went into the four or five hundreds, but uh, of course those weren't uh, those those aren't around anymore, and so they don't count. With that, everybody have a great week. And uh, next week, I may have a, a really cool interview. And uh, hope you enjoy uh, enjoyed uh, the one last week with uh, Jim Collison uh, from AverageGuy.tv. That was a lot of fun. Uh, kind of let him take over the show, and uh, <laughs> I think it worked. It was great. Was great talking with with Jim, uh, and we have uh, we have conversations uh, periodically offline, and we figured we'd throw one online with uh, the last episode there. So, with that, everybody have a great week. Catch me later. Thanks for listening to the Podcast Help Desk. If you would like Mike to answer your question on the show, email podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com, or better yet, record a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com. See you next time.